This is a news laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Welcome to Hafta Extra. We have a special guest with us, Akshay Mukul. He is a very accomplished and experienced journalist who's with the Times of India for 15 years. Before that, he's been with various other newspapers, pretty much every uh, newspaper in this country for a certain number of years. He's written a you book. You know, you sound like those mutual funds. <laughs> <laughs> Subject to market. Please, you know, I'm going to get it. हिंदुत्वा and this you know came in for debate i had commented on it uh, earlier when gorav savant had actually tweeted he had interspersed hindutva with hinduism and what so i went they have a very interesting tool on google where you can uh, see the etymology kehta na when you see the background of word that when it started being used when it peaked this word there is no at least on google anywhere in any language there is no record of it until the 20s when savarkar is credited with having uh, you know invented this word and it was not the same as hinduism it was a version of ultra nationalism a militant nationalism so today when people say you don't know what you're talking about i don't know you've really researched this uh, where does this word come from actually savarkar was the first one who said who defined this word then he said even gave a geographical spread of what is hindustan mm-hmm. you know he said and which included nepal, nepal probably nepal. yeah the large part of what is now so, but before that there's a recorded use of this word even uh, at least not on google uh, n- not elsewhere also because there's a book also which he did which was called hindutva right okay, where he defined it a, yeah where he kind of defined it and it got you know picked up by everyone and that was a period of you know and that is also when geeta press started ah uh, geeta press started in 1923 this journal i was talking about started in 26 so rss 25 rss 25 hindutva word uh, 25 uh, yeah in the 20s i think it's uh, somewhere in the early 20s so when it it was a period of intense competitive communalism also a lot of things were happening and you know not in isolation but also what was happening with muslims so yeah that was the most interesting period of the way nationalism evolved so savarkar invents hindutva and sagarika invents internet hindus <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah but sorry you know, i'm i'm I, i would intrigued to find out from akshay because uh, I, you know i i tried um, i can't remember now the exact words but justice js verma when he gave that very famous uh, statement on hindu did he say hindutva is a way of life hinduism. or hinduism hinduism, hinduism. Yeah. he said hinduism hinduism is a way, is a way of, life. of life and that case that many are citing that hindutva was defined that was also defined but that was a case of uh, someone had filed against inflammatory speeches of using religion where they used hindu hindutva many words are used and in fact that case was joshi versus some something i i'll put up the links to that but that was not i mean that was not so much about now that the supreme court has said this is hindutva then therefore that is hindutva it was in the context of election speeches and using certain words to make speeches and i speeches. think thakre was also one of the correct it was about one of the thakre so speeches. what did the supreme court say on hindutva they didn't see the whole thing was again so larger in larger public this confusion you you know you mix one with the other and i'm, I'm i don't know the details so i think the judgment came sometime in the mid 90s when when barno right, was there 95 yeah that when he said that no this is um, hinduism is a way of life 
and Hinduism can't be what is being made out. You know, the religion per se, Hinduism, what we understand, is not what spreads hatred, talks of all this. So that's how it was. Loosely, that's what I remember now. And sorry, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I had a question. When you say competitive communalism, would it be correct to say that Hindutva was in response to hardline Islam? Uh, mm, not Hindutva as such. I don't know. Early days when it started, it was not so well articulated. It was not so well thought out. But yes, they were saying that look, what is happening to us? We are not. Um, united. In fact, if you see even Gita Press in the first editorial of the journal Kalyan, he talks of this word called Sangabal. He says, you know, we are always taken for granted because we speak in different voices. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, among Hindus, there must be some thousand sects and some 20,000, you know, sadhus and mahatmas and who are always at each other's throat. Mm -hmm. So what we need is unity of strength. Therefore, you find that uh, Gita Press, and that's a role of, say, public, uh, publishing house like Gita Press becomes very important because they're the only one who'd never, they, they wanted to become the sole spokesperson of the Hindus. So you'll find this public, uh, publishing house never attacks Ari Samaj, although Ari Samaj, a lot of what Ari Samaj was doing, they were reformist Ari Samaj. They were dead against a lot of things that they were doing. Hindu Mahasabha even was talking of getting untouchables back into the Hindu fold, something yeah. which again Gita Press was dead against. But the idea was to paper over the differences, speak in one voice what he called for Sangabal. Therefore, in Kalyan you will find uh, Dayanand's article, you will find Hindu Mahasabha people writing on, although not on again uh, the temple entry and all that for untouchables. But uh, the idea was to become like Muslims. What was increasingly seen as that Muslims speak in <coughs> one voice. So we'll be basically Muslims at Tikas. That's basically what it comes to. Uh, sorry, you were just saying this case. I'll just tell our viewers. It is, I'm reading of a report on February 2014. I quote, virtually reopening its Hindutva judgment, the Supreme Court has decided to expedite hearing by a seven-judge bench for an authoritative pronouncement on electoral, electoral law categorizing misuse of religion for electoral gains as corrupt practices. The issue assumes importance as questions were raised on its 1995 verdict, which held that vote in name of Hindutva slash Hinduism did not prejudicially affect any candidates. And since then, three election petitions are pending on the subject before the apex court. So this entire, when again, I'll repeat some illiterate journalists are saying that Supreme Court has decide, defined Hindutva and therefore that is Hindutva. First of all, that's such a dumb way of yeah, yeah, yeah. doing so the etymology of any yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B, so this was the context of that judgment. <coughs> it wasn't generally ki bhai batao. It was not generally. Huh. Yeah, it was for election, but what you, how you incite communal passion and all that. But okay. I, uh, you know, the Justice J.S. Verma's thing was a very scholarly judgment. I mean, I read yeah, that yeah, the whole thing the quality starts of off yeah. with Radhakrishnan, yeah, yeah. you know, on Hinduism, Those from days, Hindu yeah. question. They were the last of the, yes. you know, stalwarts Absolutely. in Supreme Court. Now the call, you in see, you can read, um, say for instance, Sanjeev Bhatt you were mentioning. Yeah. The order, you know, whatever might be the order, I'm mean, not, not saying anything on order, but the language of it, you know, you, maybe a small court, uh, would have given that kind of language. It's, it's not like looks like Supreme Court order, you know. Scholars. I mean, if you remember of the 80s and 70s, you know, like Venkat Chalaya, oh yes. Justice Sai, all the Shabano judgment. Yeah, Shabano judgment. You know, it's a, it's a work of uh, actual yeah. literature. Actually, In fact, one, one uh, uh, 
judgment which gained a lot of prominence lately was was Bombay High Court which is yeah. supposed to be written very beautifully yeah to uh, money life money life yeah. 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 then this uh, the, uh, this judge uh, in Supreme Court uh, Fali Nariman's and Rohinton he is supposed to be very good uh, was a rare breed then Murli in Delhi High Court I had another question with regard to your book. Uh, we'd met at Cobra Post's uh, latest uh, sting on uh, expose yeah, on yeah, Love Jihad. And you at that time spoke about how fear of the Muslim man, yeah. uh, even though there was no Love Jihad in the 1920s, fear of the Muslim man was pretty central to the core. Yeah. I want to know about uh, beef and cow consumption. How did that evolve? <coughs> uh, fact, uh, and how did it lead to what it is? I mean, through Hindu Mahasabha, Jansangh and BJP now. See, right from the beginning, if you see, uh, this has been, the cow is a recurrent theme, it's a constant theme, very from the very first uh, issue of Kalyan and in the all other document, all the publications, cow and women. Cow and, and women? Yeah, women in the sense, protecting Hindu women from A sexist person would have made a joke there. I, I, no, I was, I was uh, just going to say, you want to make a joke? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you looked like you were like, I, I want to crack a joke. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> you know, they're protecting the women joke. from libidinous Muslim men because they were always. Seen that was part of their agenda. The, yeah, which actually, it was not only Gita Press. If you find the literature of those peri uh, that period, you take out Hindu Punch of that period. They had a column called Dari Banam Choti, you know, which will come every week. And it will be full of that so many Hindu girls from this area kidnapped yes. by four Muslim men. And, and then the whole set of prescriptions for Hindu women that don't go to fair, don't take Tonga because most of the Tonga wallas are Muslims. Don't go to the bangle maker because most of the bangle makers are Muslims. So you actually dug into this and you got all this literature from... Yeah, it's all there in public domain. Okay, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's all there. It's buried under mountains of data, is it? Yeah, but it's literature. there in all archives, anywhere, old journals you dig, it's all there available. And they're talking of... And this fear of Muslim man was... Because the thing was... And that's why when I talked to Lab Jihad that day, Lab Jihad... Now we are talking of this whole Muslim man coming into your house, your girl marrying a Muslim man, you're running away with Hindu girls. Uh, one of the biggest, when the Hindu court bill started in the Constituent Assembly, you find that Kalyan just loses Gita Press, just lost it. They said, how the hell can they do something like this? First, they challenged the legitimacy of Constituent Assembly. They said, you have not been elected, so how the hell can you decide on something like this? Anyway, they went on and they the created... So they challenged the constitution of India. Uh, they, they wrote that who are you... Uh, no, constituent assembly. The constituent the, assembly. That you are not elected, so how can you decide something like this? You know, the members of the constituent assembly. Then the thing was that, you know, once Hindu court bill comes, our girls will be marrying Muslim boys, Christian boys, beef will be cooked in our home, and these girls will walk away with half the property. Because Hindu court bill also provided inheritance rights to girls. And their take was that among Hindus, once the girl is married, uh, that's where the... Actually, the girl is a pariah dhan. Exactly, pariah dhan. So that's what they meant. Kandu par boj hoti hai jab tak ko. Sorry, why are you making faces, Panisha? No, but I, you know the one point that you said, it's interesting and I, I mean, although it was uh, sounded out by the kind of bigots that we're talking about, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, just... In, if you take that argument in isolation, Ananda, let me know what you think. Who are these people to write a constitution for us when they haven't been elected? Not such a bad point, actually. 
No, no, not for when when it suited <coughs> them. No, I agree. No, I, in isolation, I see the context when it's warped. <coughs> yeah. But it just got me thinking. What, what do you think? Is is there a? No, but no, there no. was a fair. I mean, it was a decision. It to, was you a know, fair decision. Everyone was represented. Doctor Ambedkar, we would have a committee that. Would, yeah. So I mean, it's rubbish too. It is rubbish. But I I wanted to ask you one pertinent question actually, which was that. Uh, <coughs> in fact, I, I I wrote an article once. Uh, dismissing the fact, uh, you know, what uh, some Hindu association in America said, and that was widely touted, that uh, the Hindu population, uh, 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 you know, has been persecuted uh, in Pakistan for the last 60 years or something like that, and it has diminished because of the persecution. So then, simple data gathering showed that most of the Hindu population actually migrated to India, India. after partition, immediately after partition. So it is not the case as was in Bangladesh, where you have a you know gradual decrease of Hindu population. But while doing research for that article, I realized that ever since 1860s and 1870s, how frank people were, uh, uh, you know, discussing Hindus, Muslims, yeah, all these topics. I mean, if right. you were to discuss them now, <coughs> no, you, you would immediately be branded a bigot. No, no, you know, even that. Mahatma Gandhi would be branded a bigot, yeah. honestly. Yeah, absolutely, you know, you're for right. For him to say that if I was to make a law, the first law I would make is to ban proselytization. First law I would make is to ban cow slaughter. I mean, this is Mahatma Gandhi saying, okay. But and Mahatma Gandhi also later, if you course, see, 47. Saying, of, yeah. you know, and the other thing was uh, uh, Lala Lajpat Rai and uh, Madan All Mohan, of them, in Madan fact. Madan Mohan Malviya, in fact, went as far as to say that Congress is prostituting for Muslims. These are public records. And Lala, so, uh, and in fact, the whole, uh, of course, you would know this more, but while I was digging, because I needed census data, and I found out 1881 was the first census, if I'm not mistaken. And that, in fact, was the catalyst for most of the Hindu-Muslim, ironically, Brits again, because they actually, for the first time, they tabulated how many Muslims were. So, in fact, the second census was the one that gave, uh, you know, kind of a prod to the, the Hindu Mahasabha, you know, all the Hindu groups that, my God, what has happened? Our Hindu population has dwindled, the Muslim population. So, before that, people, you know, if you did not have, so, again, data, data again. So the first census told you these many Muslims are there, these many Christians, these many Hindus. The second census told you, you know, decline, that decline and, and increase. And that, so 1891 has been you, a partition you, of Bengal. Uh, if you see the records on cow slaughter and riots related to cow and music before mosque and other, th uh, these are like, uh, you know, I think late uh, 18th century, early 19th century records of Britishers. In fact, which Dharmpal went, sat in India office library and just photocopied in good old days all the documents and he is brought out in a book yeah. which is called British Origins of Cow Slaughter in India. It was absolutely, just for records, it's a book that everyone should read. And then it goes back, actually it precedes 18, actually first census was 1891, 1891. in 1891. So that had its own, you know, uh, origin and it started much earlier. Britishers of course played it to the hill. And then in 1911, uh, in fact, uh, I can't remember the leader, you know, they went hammer and tongs about this Garvapsi thing. Okay. See, because based on the <coughs> census thing, you know, so you, they were given the data. Yeah, that's why whole reconversion thing yes. started because of that. So there were yeah. huge Garvapsis organized mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, uh, post the second census. So this has been a part of this an also the Sangatan and all these things that yes. happened. So Which again ties in, it's not a new phenomenon again. And in fact, the British, if I'm not mistaken, they, disc they, they were so alarmed that they discontinued the census. Because so <laughs> yeah, each time it came up, <laughs> which also UPA tried to do, no? 
<laughs> they kept it buried for a while for whatever the data, reasons. The data, data yeah. can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah data even now be one data OBCs we don't know. Mm. The past census, yeah, the past census we don't know. Yeah. Uh, although uh, I think we've discussed whether that was relevant. Sorry, you yeah. were say something. <clears throat> so according to your book, uh, I think Gita Press comes out sometimes as mildly, sometimes more than mildly casteist, also misogynist and communal too. Do, do you think it has changed in the last few decades? No, At least their stand on caste. No, now that nothing, you know, nothing has changed. Not a word. Like middle class. No. But how can it? You see, it, when you see, have they, a they, it's a belief system, yeah. um, and and it's it, it comes from um, uh, you know because everything is sastric, as they say. They're based on they think on sastras, so they think that there's nothing wrong. And and the, and the winning of this government, for instance, is you have a government which widely perceived as a Hindu, which which is a fact. Uh, they think it's a, it's a golden moment. It's it's a, like the triumph of what they've been working for so long. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the restlessness. You know, when uh, these two states banned beef, uh, Maharashtra and Haryana, uh, you should have seen Kalyan of the next month. They just said, wow, it's started now. And then now do, do they have an online version, Kalyan? No, they don't have. The, although the website is very good, you can order books, but you can't. They don't have online yet. No. We should subscribe to Kalyan. <laughs> no, really, it's, it's, it's really interesting. So, but you know, I, just, just to extend that argument about Abhishek, you were asking how have things changed. You know, I, I, I tweeted something once, and I got viciously trolled, which is why I said that it does not the economic progress of India does not matter to the RSS. No, it doesn't. Because it is a cultural organization. Yeah. You know, when it realizes uh, people, the poorest of the poor, are still going to the kum, are still reading Gita, Mahabharat. It doesn't matter, it you know, doesn't matter. their economic upliftment doesn't matter. doesn't matter. So, you know, I, uh, people did not like that comment, but it's true. RSS, they, they have a set thinking, they are not going to deviate, they, uh, they don't care about the economic progress of India because they, they want to transcend it. Yeah. You now, know? I'm just curious, in the research of this book of, you know, this whole the agenda of the Hindu renaissance or, or whatever you'd like to call it, is there an equivalent in, say, Christianity or Islam in India who are did you actually come across any such? Uh, Islam again, uh, this kind of thing uh, is not the. In fact, a friend of mine in Still Harvard, disorganized, huh? she's been trying to work on it. She's been kind of hunting for it for quite some time now. No, but I'm sure it'll be different, different but countries. This, um, maybe in other countries, in this, he found something in Turkey, mm. uh, which was, you know, which had uh, spread outside Turkey also, that okay. part of the world. But in India, she has not been able to, you know, she has been working on this. And Christianity? Process. Christianity again because of this various dioceses, various sects within them, somehow no. Really? Yeah. I would have thought it would be way more organized in case of the church. Yeah, they are very well organized. Uh, what happens is suppose anyone gets attacked, a Christian gets attacked or something like Graham Stain happened, you will find that they will speak in one voice then. Okay. You know, so they are well coordinated, they are not in each other's throat. Mm. But it's not like one united journal. They don't have a Gita press. They don't have a Gita press. In fact, uh, you know, Cambridge uh, University, uh, Cambridge Encyclopedia of Religion called Gita Press, India's Gutenberg Press or something. Oh, really? The Bible Society. Uh, so uh, after your book was published, did you get a call from them saying you've done a hatchet job on us? No, not. See, Gita Press, in fact, was is a very uh, opaque organization. They don't, uh, when they knew that I'm working, trying to work on something, they said you can have access to our library, but library was only old issues of Kalyan, which I could have got in Delhi also. I know many people who maintain all the old issues of Kalyan. 
much of what I got was outside Gita Press. So Gita Press, one person was in a way knew that I'm working. But I got mostly things from outside. So they haven't called me. Of course, people from uh, the Podar's family, you know, they were, because I was going there regularly, I had kind of, you know, over Personal rapport. Yeah, so I had told them though that, listen, I'm not doing hagiography, so please don't mind when it comes out. But when it, it was in cold print, they did, because one of his grandson, he called me, he says, listen, uh, you know, you have written all this. But then, you know, conversationally, he said, at least, you know, you have brought him back in circulation, you know. Yeah, so yeah, that's uh, I realized. I thought that it was a very different way of looking. Also, this at is a nice. dilemma every non-fiction writer yeah, faces. Everyone yeah, everyone will have it like because I, a lot of my friends also said that is it fine, is it good? But then I realized that I told them I was not, I was not doing something which they were not aware of. Do you and think it might be banned, your book? <laughs> no, no, I don't <laughs> think. He wishes. There'll be a lot of publicity and. Well, so far it's done well without it, so I don't unnecessary. Because then you'll find all sorts of lunatic groups talking, even without reading it. The problem you read it and critique it. Why not? I have one final question. The Times of India contract says that every work of literature, art, whatever you do, belongs to them. When you're with, how does that work with you? I'm not calling. <laughs> Akshay, he can't answer this question, but I'll, I'll answer it for <laughs> on his behalf. Do they? So, well, I'll try to uh, read your book, although yeah, I'm uh, inundated with reading all sorts of other stuff on my laptop these days. So, uh, in case any of you guys are interested to figure out the entire history of national Hindutva, uh, you can check out Gita Press and the Making of Hindu India by Akshay Mukul. And Akshay Mukul, you can check out a book called For Love and Honor by Anandar oh Ganathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't bought it yet, come on. Like, you can't walk in his office. So, somebody, so, so, just because he's from Times of India, you uh, should not mention native advertising here, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But thank you all for joining us. Thanks, Akshay. It's been a pleasure Thanks. having you here. Thanks, Avinu. We got to learn Thanks. so much. And uh, I'm sure Arunab got a lot of tips on how to be a great journalist from one so experienced. Now that he's awake, we can tell him. Uh, thank you all and join us again for Hafta. Bye-bye. Catch all new episodes of NL Hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on Twitter and Facebook.